charging you a thousand times for a thousand different unfinished things forever and ever, amen. This is We Have Concerns. Hello, Jeff Kanata. Hey, Anthony Carboni. And hello, concerned citizens. Anthony, I want to talk today a little bit about counterfeiting and preventing counterfeiting. Now, I was with you on the first part, and Mm -hmm. I'm not with you on the second part. Well, the first part's the fun, right? The first part is the, I don't have a thing, I'm going to make a copy of it, and now I have the thing. The second part is, we don't really want you to do that. So, Well, yeah, and and the first part, to be fair, is my retirement plan, mm, and the second mm, mm. part is what will keep me from retiring. Yeah. Actually, well, I guess it's two different retirement plans. One is the retirement plan I want. The second one is a retirement plan in a penitentiary. They're both retirement <laughs> plans. Yeah. They're both what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. But, uh, there's an upside and a downside. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about a new version of anti-counterfeit technology. This is what scientists are now claiming is an unreplicable fingerprint a digital well it's not digital it's physical it's a physical thing a a a brand new way to create an absolutely unique pattern that you can put on physical objects of any size or shape to make sure you know that it can't be counterfeited or at least you could determine which is the original you're talking about the nintendo seal of quality which is on every nintendo game yeah and if you cut off those and collect them and send them in you can get a uh, a stuffed Wario. Wow! <laughs> yeah, this is uh, actually, if you can believe it, um, even more precise than the Nintendo Seal of Quality. I know it's hard surely to believe. Surely not. <laughs> it's. I know it's very difficult to. Uh, no, to they can't comprehend. Be. Um, so if I can't an- trust the Nintendo Seal of Quality, Jeff, I don't know what my entire worldview goes out the window. Well. I got bad news for you, Anthony. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) But like the Nintendo seal of quality, this is what is called a PUF, or as I like to call it, a puff. A A puff. Just a little puff. A little puff. A little puff is a physical, unclonable function. Now, a puff is different. A puff is different than a PAS, right? A puff is different than a pass. Right, of course. You you puff, then you pass. (laughs) Right. First, when scientists see... (laughs) The presence of a puff. Yeah. Then they can begin testing for pass, right? <laughs> exactly. You, but you always have to pass on the left-hand side. And, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, a, a physical, unclonable function are, are really what we want if we have a, a physical object and we want a fingerprint for it. We want a way to discern whether this is the one you know the mona lisa is the mona lisa yeah. uh, how do we know well if somebody creates a perfect copy of it let's put some sort of puff on there so that the original can be discerned uh well i've learned from animal crossing that the difference is her smile mm, if you mm. see it's a perfectly forged mona lisa but she doing kind of like a weird hilarious smile and that's how you know it's the fake and but you buy it anyway from Crazy Red because like you want one of everything. Yeah, well that's I guess that's the leads you down the rabbit hole of counterfeiting when you want one of everything. Yeah, you can't I have mean, it. so 
Also, I was going to say the way that you can tell the real Mona Lisa is it's a little more, it's a little smaller and more disappointing than you thought it was going to be. And there's usually uh, 400 people standing between you and it. Yeah. Uh, but those were in the pre-COVID days. Who knows now? Is the Louvre even open? I don't even know. I hope not. I hope, I hope not. not. So, so you would put a puff on the Mona Lisa to tell that it was the original Mona Lisa. But what is a puff? Like, what is it? So, what is it physically? Well, this it is a that's a classification of types of things that are basically fingerprints, right? Your your fingerprint is a physical unclonable function. This is natural non-deterministic randomness. Basically means that you can't you can't just put a uh, formula in to determine your fingerprint. It, it is it is mm. unique. It is you know, we take a fingerprint at you know at the police station and then we can match that up because every person's fingerprint is unique and unclonable right you can't just have another person with the same fingerprint so the idea is that scientists want to be able to create their own version of fingerprints and there's a lot of different methods that people have come up with but this story that i'm talking about uh which was in uh, it's a a new scientific paper published and there's a story about it on livescience.com uh is about a really fascinating method of creating these puffs, these digital, I keep saying digital, but they're not really digital. It's a physical fingerprint. It's a fabricated fingerprint. Okay. And the methodology is fascinating. So I'm sure you've been to places like the Exploratorium in San Francisco or even Grand Central Station, and they have these things called... Um, Oh, I'm sorry. Hang on. They have these things called whisper galleries. Have you ever been to a whisper gallery where you can stand on one side of a thing and whisper and somebody on the other side of the thing hears you talking? Here's your here's your whisper. And the people in between don't. Yeah, it's like a strange acoustic property that like kind of bounces your bounces your voice around. Yeah, you can you stand in like a a, like a a concave uh, shell or half shell. And the other person stands in another one all the way across the room, you know, you know, yards and yards away. And you can just whisper really softly. And because the sound waves bounce off that geometry and bounce in a specific direction, the people around you don't really hear the whisper. But the other person who is all the way across the room can hear you very clearly because the sound waves bounce around in the in the geometry that they're standing in and they can hear it. Gotcha. So that's called a whisper gallery. So there's this thing where they can actually create an actual tiny concave shape that is irregular. So these are spheres, hemispheres, elliptical shapes of all different types that they can actually create at a microscopic level on the surface of something and then bounce. Then they put, you know, they put sort of... um, uh, an organic material that that changes color inside there, and they bounce light off of this geometry. Tiny, tiny, microscopic divots, really holes, hemispheres, um, okay. ellipses, and the way that that light bounces around in that tiny little geometry in there reacts with this organic material that changes the color of that material in ways that are completely unpredictable. Huh? And you do that at an incredible density. So they're talking about a one millimeter wide 
uh, drawing of the Mona Lisa, which is about a tenth the size of a key on your keyboard. And mm-hmm. that image, that one millimeter wide drawing contains millions of pixels per square centimeter. And in each of the millions of pixels is one of these little divots. So we're talking an extraordinarily small scale here. And wow. you, create, you create this pattern of color that only shows up when you shine a specific sensor on it, a specific kind of light on it. And you can place over the top of that your picture of the Mona Lisa, your picture of anything, your Nintendo seal of power, right? Hmm. So actually, you've got this unique fingerprint that has been created completely with an unclonable, unreplicable pattern by bouncing light in and around it off of all these tiny little geometric shapes. Yeah. And then so and then uh, you're placing something on top of it so you never even see it unless you shine a specific kind of light on there. Huh. And like are these are these things like cheap and easy to create? Like is this the sort of thing where like we're going to we're going to put these on everything? Like well, are, are they the cheap idea, and easy is, to create or are they cheap and easy to like if I wanted to check if my shit was real, if I wanted to check if my Super Mario Brothers 2 cartridge was actually had the Nintendo seal of quality, would I have something in my home that would allow me to scan this thing in some way? Well, that's unclear if it's for average user use, you know, but they're talking about it being Oh, uh, only the wealthy get to know if their Super Mario Brothers 2 cartridges are real. Yeah, I mean, I think it's reserved only for... Nintendo executives. I think Miyamoto has one. Gets of one. Of course, Miyamoto you know? has one. Uh, but other than that, I don't know if they're allowing them to just use. I think if you collect four hundred thousand proofs of purchase, you can get uh-huh. one of these. Uh, but uh, that's it seems a, lot. Like a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. I'm still collecting camel points to get a Jeep Wrangler, and I've been doing that <laughs> since I was twelve. I don't even know if they're still valid anymore. No, but at least you got that smoking habit that you'll never get rid of. <laughs> yeah, never. <laughs> Never. No, this is, how else am I going to get those points? <laughs> this, this is uh, this is designed. They they say uh, for governments and businesses, uh, credit cards, driver's licenses. That's the goal here. But this is literally ah. just a scientific paper saying, "Hey, we figured this out." There are no actual uses of it yet, but they've demonstrated it. They actually, you know, did one on this tiny picture of the Mona Lisa, and the idea would be that. You know, you could place any image over it. You could place the image of, you know, your driver's license picture or whatever it is, your your visa, you know, your picture of your cats on your visa card or whatever it is. And uh, and then you can shine a specific light on it. Now, the thing that I kind of don't get about this and why it would work for I get it, why it would work for driver's licenses, I guess. But why yeah. it, would it work for credit cards? It feels like it feels like what we want with a verification process is something that is replicable. So you go on one end, I create the thing and on the other end, I create the thing and I see if they match. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's not what this is. This is like a fingerprint where you have to, you create it. It is completely unique and you record, you take a picture or you take an image of what that's supposed to look like. And then later on you check it and you go, Oh yeah, that matches. Right. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. 
But it's like, not what like you, a store can decide, oh, your credit card, you know, your credit card number is based on an algorithm. So they can, you can't just make up a credit card number because it, you know, you could just, they'll know whether it's a Visa or a MasterCard or American Express or whatever based on the algorithm, right? Yeah. But that's not what's happening here. This is really, truly like a thumbprint that is, we need to know at the time of creation what it looks like, or we can't tell if this is an authentic one or not. Yeah, but that makes, I mean, I don't, I think that's non-trivial these days. I think that's totally fine as you get a unique, you get a unique thing on your card and then scanners in grocery stores have a reader and then they just connect to the internet and they check the number and the fingerprint the puff and then the the computer goes yeah that's the right number and fingerprint they're matched up yeah i think it's i think it's additionally it's like a chip and pin thing i think it's just one more layer of security and maybe it's a maybe it's a better layer because maybe there are more permutations of this puff you know the well, puff permutations the, the the puff permutations are are mind boggling. It'll, that's it'll, that's called a puff puff. A puff puff. The, permu- the permutations of puff. Yeah, right. Yeah, puff puff. And the and then if you want to talk about it theoretically, we got to talk about the puff puff, which is the uh, possible permutations uh, of puff. Yeah, right. Uh, philosophically possible permutations of puff. Right. The right. puff the puff. The puff. <laughs> and that's yeah. what we're talking about here today. That's what we're here to talk about is the puff. And I think that I find this all fascinating because it's using it's using this fluorescent dye. It's using an organic material to uh, that is that is chemically sensitive to light. Right. This microscopic droplet of fluorescent dye and they shine ultraviolet light on the dye based on bouncing it around all of these microscopic little divots these little mm-hmm. you know uh do you know how caves. i know you find this fascinating because i keep it, talking about it is you've explained how it works to me four times and i love it you're so excited about it well, like you're so excited <laughs> somebody stood inside one of these whisper galleries right and went what if we could shrink this down a whole lot and then just bounce light off of it but what i love is that the whisper gallery isn't even really isn't even really a good metaphor. This is clearly like a this is clearly like a researcher or a scientist coming up with the metaphor because a whisper gallery is one specific set of parameters that causes the the sound to bend. This is really this is more like a bat using echolocation to tell the difference between two different surfaces. Right. And the bat goes, this is the right surface. This is the wrong surface. The whisper gallery thing is fascinating, but it feels kind of like not apt. <laughs> well, I think you're wrong there. Maybe I'm not describing it well enough because this is an entire field. Like in looking at this story, it has its own acronym, WGM, whisper gallery mode and whisper gallery mode. Uh, whisper gallery mode whisper gallery mode is the one where you have to hit the button on your nintendo switch and then run to your router and hit the whisper gallery mode button on your router and then it's supposed to make it easier to add a device to your wi-fi network but it never works the way it's supposed to and you need to just you need to just come up with a password oh yeah i mean if if you want to attempt to even play mario kart with friends you got to be good at whisper mode Mm -hmm. whisper gallery mode because um you know, you you have, you have to go through the app, and you got to wear that uh, that headset, that the, the adapter thing that they put out. It's 
Yeah. It's like, come on, Nintendo, get with the program. We don't want to just go through whisper gallery mode to play multiplayer. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else has figured this out. Does Everybody the seal of quality mean out. nothing anymore? Because <laughs> I I feel like it's just too much of a problem. It's too much of a hassle. The seal of quality means nothing. Um, but uh, WGM micro resonators are are being used in a whole variety of Wugimmer. applications. Hmm? Wugimmer? The the Wugimmer. The puff is not the only Wugimmer application. And I think you'll find that that's the case. You know, if you just uh, do a little Googling for p- 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 Puff and we'll g- Gamer, it's, uh, it's right I feel like there. Now, it's so now it sounds find. like, I feel like we're making fun of somebody, but I don't know who. No, it just, it I'm not sounds, making fun of anybody. It sounds, it sounds like we're being mean, but we're not. These are just acronyms. Listen, we're not being mean. These are acronyms. But I feel I love, like I'm being mean when I use them. Go yes. on. Well, you're usually being mean, so that's just sort of basic. It's residual meanness. It's a yeah. residual meanness emotion, which is a uh, uh, an R an RME a rem- <laughs> <laughs> I think what we've learned here today is that acronyms always make science science easier to understand. Right? Why say the thing out when you can just say puff and gamer? Yeah. So what is, what do we think? This sounds this sounds like it's uh it's theoretical right now. When do we think we're going to see this implemented in stuff? Well, it's they made it. It's not theoretical. It's just a new concept that could absolutely revolutionize digital. I keep saying digital. I want to say digital because I feel like I could do it digitally, but it's a physical thing. Yeah. Uh, an actual fingerprint, an actual um man-made, unreplicable, unique fingerprint that you could be put on anything. So when are they going to do it? Fucking do it already. Let's Cowards. do it. Well, just, they just put their paper out. The paper, by the way, has sentences like, the WGM photoluminescence of the resilient microspheres can be switched on and off repeatedly by irradiation and ultraviolet invisible light. I mean, that's The shape just of the micro sense. resonator varies from sphere to oblate epsiloid. I love stuff like this, man. <laughs> Let me ask you this question. What what would you put a unclonable fingerprint on in your world? What, what would you never... I think this is an interesting thing. The idea of like, if, if, if I'm looking at the Mona Lisa and somebody made an exact copy of the Mona Lisa, mm-hmm. I still want the real Mona Lisa. So sure. what in your life I would, paid for it. They, and I sent they, them in. I sent them into the Louvre under the cover of night to get it for me. Exactly. I don't want to know that I'm getting a clever forgery. I want to know that Danny Ocean and his crew are being on the up and up with me. Yes. I mean, you know that how much it costs to pay eleven people to do anything. A lot. A lot. Yeah. A lot. A lot. In the Fast uh, and the Furious movies, they don't get out of bed for less than a hundred million dollars because that way they got to split it nine ways and they all get eleven right. million dollars. But and also they love bed. They do love bed. They love yeah. drive, but they love bed. <laughs> they love drive. The only thing they love more than bed is drive. That's it. That's it. And let me tell you something, Jeff. Don't let them get into a car. Don't no, let them get into a car. No, why would you? You can't. Keep them in bed. No matter keep what. You gotta, if we're going to catch these guys, we got to keep them in bed. So uh, you want to know that you're seeing the real Mona Lisa? Sure. We all want to know that we're seeing the real Mona Lisa. What's the thing in your life that if someone swapped out an exact perfect copy of it, you would want to make sure that you could find out that it was the OG thing. Because I'm not sure there's anything. I mean, my children, I guess. Yeah, you don't want a changeling situation. 
<laughs> How, do they say that the puff protects against changelings? Yeah, well, if you if you puff them just right, you know that's why um, that's what puffing that magic dragon is all about. You know, no, explain. Little Tammy or Tommy Paper, what is his uh, name? Oh yeah, little Jackie Paper. Jackie Paper, that's what it is. That's little right, Jackie Paper. Uh, he was a changeling boy, and he was a changeling uh, made out of boy. paper, and there was no way to know because any any old paper would do. That's right. You know? I guess yeah. I guess changelings. Um, I'd be really worried about changelings, lizard people, that sort of thing. But I kind of feel own... like there's nothing in my world that. That's what it, I was gonna say. It, you know, I feel like I don't know, man. Like, what do I have that's irreplaceable? Uh, not it's not that not it ha- much. It's not that it's irreplaceable, right? It's that it's that you would even care that it wasn't the actual same one you know if somebody made a perfect yeah, replica no, if you traded out a thing if you traded out one of my things for a perfect replica copy of my thing what do you care i, I guess congrats <laughs> i guess congrats to you you know what i mean like this hey. is my way of of revealing to you anthony look around you look to your left look mm-hmm. to your right i replaced it all wow it's I don't understand. All. Is it a so? It's a what? Is it a prank? Is it a heist? I don't understand. What did you get out of this? Every single thing you thought you owned, yeah, is something that I painstakingly recreated from scratch. No, I get that, but what did you get out of it? And like, do you have to like? Did I you got, have to find a place to store all my stuff. Did you have to yeah, pay to have all these duplicates made? I got eleven guys to haul it into a into a storage facility that I'm paying an exorbitant amount of. But what I got out of it, Anthony, is this moment of blowing your mind. I guess this is the prestige. <laughs> Look this around is, you. This I is created the prestige, all huh? of it. The world you live in, painstakingly recreated from scratch. Every detail, every bit of dust, every so, scratch. So I'm looking at like... I'm looking in my kitchen and I'm looking at the olive oil. Did you did you just buy another container of olive oil or did you painstakingly make your own olive oil and a copy of the bottle? I grew an olive tree from a seedling by researching the exact olive lineage that your bottle was created from. And then, after many years of waiting for that seedling to grow and turn into olives... I hand-pressed the oil, making sure every ounce of viscosity was the same as the one in your bottle, so you would never know the difference. <laughs> but when you put olive oil on your bread, it is my olive oil you are using. <laughs> so, does that mean you learned how to build a TV just to replace yes. my TV? It was very difficult, but there's a lot of great YouTube videos about it i don't um i guess good job yeah the hardest part was your underwear drawer okay (laughs) that's weird i don't know why it would be the hardest part you just said you built a tv but okay (laughs) go on (laughs) i'm ready to hear this I, 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 yeah, it was uh, the TV thing was super easy, but uh, I don't really like touching other people's underwear. And so, no, I, that's yeah, no, that makes sense. That's a little weird. Know. It feels yeah. a little weird. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know, man. It feels like if that's how you wanted, you spent your life doing this, I guess. And so, congratulations. Uh, and you got me. All, all does this mean that this I have? Moment. Does that mean that like? Can I have my stuff back? And does that mean that I have two TVs now? Because that would be dope. Yeah. Yes, but one of them. Mm-hmm. One of them is not yours. Never was yours. It's kind of mine now. Never was yours. It was always not yours. You were no, living but, a lie. You were living a lie. An no, entire but like, lie. But like somebody else made your TV, but it's your TV. So like there's 11 somebody, dudes somebody made my a, TV. There's 11 dudes in a storage unit who've touched all your stuff, all your real stuff. Okay. Including have your they underpants. Been, have they been doing COVID testing? Are they safe? Oh, yeah, of course. I'm not going to mess around with that. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, once again, I guess good job, buddy. <laughs> yeah no there's nothing in my life i i don't think uh that uh that would that would disturb me if it was replaced what if you were an art collector do, do, would it be oh, important sure. to you if it, it would be important to you that that you know van gogh or whoever or leonardo da vinci was actually the yeah, person that, because of course the person that creates an exact duplicate of the mona lisa is a pretty damn skilled artist right people people don't pay 10 million dollars for a van gogh at auction to get a poster of a van gogh you know what i mean like you want to know if, if you're getting an exact recreation a perfect duplicate oh uh, well, is this an is extraordinary amount of skill i know i recreated your television yeah yeah i mean no because like there is, there is something connected. copy artists need a little credit, man. Copy artists are artists too. You know what I'm saying? I think you're just feeling like you wasted a large portion of your life on copying things. Well, I will be honest. I expected a bigger reaction. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know you put a lot of work in. That's a, I am impressed a real that understatement. You, I am impressed that you can build a TV and an Xbox. That's kind of neat. You know what's weird is I can only build your TV. I can't just build any TV. Like all my TV, I, they're a mystery to me. Okay, you know, well, that, I would feel like Sony. some. I feel like some <laughs> things would be applicable. Like some some skills that you learned on my TV would cross over. Don't 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 get down about it, little buddy. No, I'm sure you haven't wasted your entire life. It's not so much that I learned how to build a TV. It's that I just I just copied something. You know, gotcha. I, I traced a TV. I traced a TV. I didn't. I don't understand I don't how that works. I don't know. I don't how get to actually... that at all. <laughs> Here's what I will tell you, though. Uh, you do have two children and you could have spent a lot of time being a father. Oh, they miss me very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Folks, take your counterfeit money and mm. your counterfeit credit cards that we'll you've made. It. We'll take it. We'll take counterfeit it. money as long as the as long as the feds don't know. Uh, hey, you know? listen, if we take it, it's like there's there's an old New York saying, if I buy a bicycle and I don't know it's stolen. You know what I mean? Did I steal yeah. a bicycle? No, I did not. <laughs> I, I like just, this old saying that is just, if I did a thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's kind of how New York sayings go. It's kind of like, well, if I did this, you get it, right? Like, you get it. Like, yeah. <laughs> a stitch in time. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like the other person's like, I get you. I get you, my dude. Uh, <laughs> so if you have counterfeit money, a counterfeit credit card, a stolen credit card number, whatever, where, however you're paying for your life these days, we don't judge. We don't care. As long as the bank takes it from us, we'll take it from you to keep the show going. And the way you give uh. that to us is by heading to patreon.com slash we have concerns. We would be so grateful if you counterfeited some money in our honor or, or you know, gave it us some of your actual money. That works, too. That's fine. There are uh, any number of crimes we would be proud to have you create in our name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
honestly, that is the way that the show uh, continues is through your generosity. And we like to throw you a little value in return if you're going to give us some value. And we do that by giving you extra stuff. There's uh, bonus episodes. We got a bonus episode just a couple of weeks ago with Dr. Kiki Sanford, who was amazing. That's we right. Got, uh, bonus beginnings of the show when you when you tune into a new episode of We Have Concerns. We're just finishing up talking, but we talked for a while. And you can hear that entire pre-convo that we have. That's uh, right. If you support us. Yeah. We just did a patron hangout this week, and it was lovely. We do patron hangouts uh, live. Uh, we try to do them every few weeks. Uh, more than monthly is what we're saying in the midst of this uh, this situation that the world is in. So we can all get together, hang out, chat about things. And that's a really lovely time as well. You can get access to all that stuff and more by heading to patreon.com slash we have concerns. Jeff, during this yeah. situation that we're all in, I know yours. Mm-hmm. I, here's the thing. Here's here's one of these these things where it's like the differences between. Uh, a single person and a person with a family, right? During this lockdown, I was like, oh boy, what am I going to do to fill this time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas you're like, oh boy, how do we get these children to fill this time? <laughs> <laughs> how, how, what's going to happen to all the time I used to have? <laughs> yeah, now that I don't have this time, what do I do? And I, now that um, there's no one to give my children to, what, where, where, where will I have time again with, uh, how do I, Oh God, Oh God, Oh God. Um, <laughs> yeah. but one of the things that a lot of people decided that they wanted to take up during this is they're like, well, maybe I'll take this time to learn another language. Right. Mm, yeah. A lot of people are like, Oh, well now I'm going to sit down. I'm going to sit down every morning and I'm going to try to learn another language. And most people as always did not stick with that. Right. Learning because a language is tough. Hard. Yeah. It's harder than we expected to be. I know, I've tried multiple times. (laughs) Yeah, right? We all all have, you know, I got to a point where I was, uh, a couple years ago, where I was speaking incredibly remedial Japanese. Wow. And it's it's gone now because I have nobody to speak Japanese to, and studying it is hard. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it is. uh, And one of the reasons that it's hard, Jeff, is that as we get older, we lose a bit of our neuroplasticity. We've talked about this before. Your squish brain children who are eating up all your time are mm-hmm. just little, little sponges, right? They can learn anything and they can learn it so fast. Yes. I and wish I want to, I want to have them learn a new language. In fact, I think it's the best time for them to do it. Right. Because they say yeah. that children can just learn it because they're there. There's not as much they're rigidity. They're built yeah. to learn. There's not as much rigidity. One of the problems with, with learning all these connections and making all these patterns that we make as adults is that we close off the ability to make more novel patterns and connections because we, we learn to see the world in a specific way and it's harder to train the brain out of that, right? Also, we're so tired. Also, we're so tired all the time. Listen. So tired. I'm a I'm a bit like the like those like those gentlemen in the Fast and Furious movies in that I do love a bed. <laughs> love a bed. And I, we can't even really drive anymore, so it's just all bed all the time. Yeah, and even before when we could drive, I didn't like drive as much as bed. That's why you can tell I'm not I'm not Dominic Toretto. You know yeah, what I mean? That's can the you only tell way that, that you could you could even figure that out. That's the only way you'd know. It's otherwise we're indistinguishable from one another. Can you tell <laughs> that for another show I had to watch a lot of Fast and Furious this week? Um, <laughs> Do you know that I'm in the new Fast and Furious game? I did a voice for that game. Isn't that cool? Are you really? I played some of that game this morning. Did you hear me? 
What are you doing it? Who are you? I'll give you one guess. Are you one a cop? guess? <laughs> yes, of course I'm a cop. Oh my god. <laughs> But well, I, I had a story. Makes... I had a story, and it was about science and neuroplasticity. <laughs> but now I want to talk about how you're a cop in the Fast and Furious game. I think that game is technically canon for the Fast Universe. It which, is. You're ergo, a cop. Yeah, you're a uh, cop in the Fast Universe. And can I tell you something? Dominic Toretto is a simp for cops. <laughs> he loves. He loves to hate cops, but then like he doesn't really hate cops. He wants to make them his friends so badly. Right? Yeah. So badly he wants to smooch every cop. Dominic I'm Toretto wants to smooch you. I'm technically smooch cannon. I'm in in I'm in the universe ready to be smooched. That's so exciting, dude. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That is cool. Oh my gosh, I love that. Oh, I love that. I can't wait to play more of that game. It is a silly dumb game and I can't believe they're charging $60 for it, but I'm so happy you're in it. I'm so <laughs> happy you're in it. Um so as I've been, you can see right here, neuroplasticity, right? All I've been doing all week is, uh, is, is fast and furious. So that's all I can talk about right now because of my dumb, tired brain. Is that yeah. a good analogy for this? No, I'm just trying to segue back into what we were talking about. <laughs> um, so because we lose this neuroplasticity, this ability to reshape synaptic networks to accommodate new information, we have a harder time learning languages. Um, and one of these, this, this team published a study on Thursday in the journal, The Science of Learning. And uh, let me tell you something. We've talked about a lot of journals, and this one <laughs> sounds pretty on the up and up for all the journals we've ever talked about. Oh, the science right. of, it says the, science right in the title. It says science and learning. You know well, what I mean? I love learning about science. And the science of how we learn about science. This is just turtles all the way down, and I love it. So... <laughs> They wanted to figure out if we could overcome our brain's own limitations, if we could somehow jumpstart these synaptic networks into an earlier level of neuroplasticity. You're saying that we want to make our brain in some manner, some capacity, faster and more furious? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, we'd like it to be more more fast five than furious seven do you know what i mean mm, mm, we'd yeah. like it to be faster than it is furious if if somehow giving you the ability to learn also made you furious in sort of a michael crichton the terminal man situation <laughs> we would not be happy about that like being That's able to learn faster far. it's too far we don't to want to go the, too fast too furious is what you're saying well we want to go fast we don't uh -huh. want to go too furious. I think you're. I think you're picking up on about half of what I'm saying. Because what you're what saying, I'm saying is, is we we don't want to like Tokyo drift into the bad stuff, right? Is that what you're saying? That is the... what I'm saying. <laughs> that is what I'm saying is justice for Han. So, uh, the study, the team that wrote this study is saying, you know, humans are excellent perceptual learners, but one of one well documented exception is. The acquisition of non-native speech in adulthood. It's one thing we're bad at. And it's annoying mm. because it's more adults want to learn a new language than children. So useful. <laughs> Kids don't care. They don't care. They barely want to know the language that they know. They let alone another one. God, all they want is, is to build their fast cars and take <laughs> them around uh, hard right turns followed by hairpins in under 10 seconds before the security cameras can see them. That's from Fast Five. 
So, <laughs> uh, what this team created is uh, a small outer ear device to non-invasively stimulate the participant's transcutaneous <gasps> vagus nerve. This is a real babble fish? Baby, it's a babble fish. Somebody made a real babble fish. I've been praying for this. This is this is a dream come true ever since I read Hitchhikers. Now, it's not a one-to-one babble fish. It's not like you put it in your brain. And because what remember, what the babble fish is doing is sitting in between you and the speaker and translating, right? Right. Yes. The babble fish is using some sort of chemical excretions. I, I think it like eats their language and shits out yours. I forget how he explained yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, right into you directly into your brain. Yeah. yeah. So what this is is actually this is more related to the the transcranial microstimulation that we that we've talked about previously, where they they put sort of like a an electromagnet an electro an electromagnet is what they call it. <laughs> And that is the correct pronunciation. Uh, they put an electromagnetic device onto like the base of your skull and they find that it helps you like learn and understand things better, right? This is a basically a less invasive and more targeted version of that. So, thi- so this will the stimulate the part of your brain that is receptive to language and therefore you just uptake language quicker or is it that you then it it just makes you more focused in in a general sense so this is a part of the brain that will a part of of the nervous system that will result in improved plasticity and memory recall so technically this could be for anything but they specifically tested it for language and what they Uh. found they grabbed 36 native english-speaking adults the pro- uh, d- dummies like you and me who can't speak another language, your yeah. average American who can only fit one fucking language in their head. Yeah. And they had them listen to and attempt to identify four different Mandarin tones, right? And Mandarin Whoa. is an incredibly hard language because Mandarin is not just... It's tonal. It's tonal. It's not just the word. Depending yeah. on how you... Depending on your inflection and the musicality of how you pronounce the word... It is four different words, right? Right, yeah. So this is incredibly hard. And, you know, a tonal language is not something we're useful. We're used to as as Americans. If I say to you, fast and furious, and then I say to you, fast and furious, like that means the same shit. It just kind of means like maybe I'm a little more excited. The second one means we're definitely putting on the video and we're having a party, right? Yeah. (laughs) If you just say fast and furious, I'm like, yeah, cool. And you go fast and furious. I'm like, oh, tonight it's on, I guess. And that's Mandarin. (laughs) um (laughs) uh, so basically what they did was they um they divided them into groups so there was stimulation from this uh this device in their ear when listening to two or more difficult mandarin tones stimulation while listening to two easier mandarin tones and then control groups that listen to the tones without stimulation they were asked to listen to and identify what they were hearing and the participants that were getting the stimulation outperformed all other groups by being 13% better on average. Okay. I mean, that's, it's not, it's not um, eye popping, but that's impressive. I don't know why learning why would, and understanding something 13% faster. No, I'm down. I'm down. I want that. Uh, but why 
it seems to me that this this is a preliminary study. Why not just have a study of how fast can I learn Mandarin? <laughs> Instead of just identifying the tone, how about teach me some Mandarin, shock my brain, teach me some Mandarin, and uh, let's figure that out. Let's see if... Because see if, that's the application that I want. Yeah, but I mean, that, Jeff, is a little harder to quantify. You know what I mean? In terms Did of collecting data... Did I know Mandarin data, before? You shocked my brain. Do I know Mandarin now? Yeah, but there's no way to test whether you would have known Mandarin mm. any faster. Do you know what I mean? Oh, if we did, yeah. if we start there's off no, by not shocking your brain or right. shocking, you know, there's no control group of of people who just were super inclined to get Mandarin down quickly. Right, exactly. <laughs> so this, you know, I think this is incredibly fascinating because we're talking about, you know, Elon Musk, who I once thought was we are. <laughs> We're talking well, about Elon Musk. <laughs> well, we've been talking. Well, there's been a lot of talking about Elon Musk over the last couple of weeks because uh, he's been talking about that the the chip that he wants to put into people's brains. Right. It's going to help you control your feelings. It's going to help you uh, change your thoughts. It's going to help you just basically control your mind. And uh, goddamn, does giving Elon Musk access to my brain for a mind control chip sound like the worst fucking thing I've ever heard in my life? Well, he's a stable fellow, full of, um, you know, very uh, reassuring ideas. He has a lot of ideas that show us that he cares and understands a lot about people, is what we get mm-hmm. about Elon Musk. Yeah, he definitely, relatable. Yeah. Yeah, down to earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely knows. St- stable guy. What's on the mind of the average person and is well, it? Well, now he is, will. Now he will. Maybe that's why he's collecting the data. But... <laughs> That's that's a really intense sort of that's big cyborg moves, right? That's big transhuman yeah. moves. That's big singularity moves. Not everybody wants to do that. Not everybody feels comfortable with that. I mean, uh, we and, are. We're uh, weird. I'm super comfortable. If it was anybody but Elon Musk, I might right. I might ask to be part of the beta test. But this is something that I think most people would be comfortable with. If they were like, hey, if there was a commercial on TV or if there was an ad, a pop, an ad on your Instagram as you're flicking through your feed that's like, dude, if you put this thing in your ear, you're going to learn everything 20% faster. That's yeah, an easier sell for people, right? Like, I think most people would do that. For sure, I, I would. Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of things that make that claim, right? The uh, superfoods that'll supercharge. There's a, what are your brain training? Speaking of Nintendo proofs of power, uh, brain training that was supposed to do that. It was a hot, hot seller for a hot minute. Uh, My favorite thing wanted that about stuff like brain training is that they can only say that like, hey, we're pretty sure this is going to stop you from like, from uh, from cognitive fall off late in life, right? Yeah, like do it every day now. And this is like those the the not just the vitamins, but like the supplements that are supposed to uh extend your lifespan that like a lot of the people in the transhumanism subreddit like to take like your nicotinamides and stuff like yeah, that yeah. And your reservatrols it's like well if you take it every day maybe when you're 70 you won't feel bad and it's like that's that is the longest con and i love that's a it great racket that i mean is that's such like, a good racket like, that's like uh you know that's like religion right that's like you know, get pay the tithe and yeah. then when you're dead, when you're dead, things will be so much better. Things are gonna like, be so much better, dude. Don't worry, and like you won't have to worry. And it's such a long time from now, and like let's not even talk about it anymore. But like you'll be fine. 
Yeah, that's so much better than uh, pay me and I deliver you a, a result right now. <laughs> get this <laughs> so much better. Get this brain training app where I'm asking you about colors, shapes, and letters in Sudoku. And when you're 80, you'll be able, you'll be smart as a whip. You'll be whip yeah. smart. And then you know, by the time you're 80 and you're not whip smart, who are you going to sue? Those people are dead. And you won't remember anyway because you're not whip smart anymore. You're not whip smart anymore. Fall off uh, means you don't even remember why that guy made you think that. It's gone, baby. But I do love the idea of something like this. If they can, if they can show me with data, and not just show me with data, but show me that this works over a short period of time. I think one way Mm. that, like, yeah, you and I would be able to know if this thing works is like you've said it before. You've tried to learn languages multiple times you know what it feels like you know the parts where you stumble you know where you get to the point where you're like oh there's just like a hockey stick here in this difficulty curve and there's something that i'm not absorbing you would know if you wore this thing if it felt better like and it's observably better than a placebo because 13 to 15 percent better results that's that's pretty good right that's more than placebo I, I think back on my own experience attempting to learn languages and stuff, and, and f- it feels like the stumbling block is my own laziness. And mm. I wonder if, if it would just, you would feel less inclined to fall off if you weren't, if it wasn't so effortful, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think, and I think that's the thing is, is and this is something that is actually a massive part of my ADHD uh, treatment and process is laziness is often something you consider laziness or procrastination. You have to kind of dig down into yourself and be like, what is making me uncomfortable? What is making me uncomfortable in a way that it's causing me to procrastinate or be lazy? And you may not even know you're doing it. You may just be like laying on the couch for 20 minutes and you're like, I was going to go do this 20 minutes ago. Why am I still laying on the couch? What about this task that I'm about to perform is making me uncomfortable? So I don't think it's laziness. I mean, yes, it, it, it does sort of manifest as laziness, but I think it's this difficulty that you're talking about. I think there are these stumbling blocks and there's a certain amount of frustration, especially because we've talked about this before. As adults, we don't have to struggle to learn very much anymore. Your kids right now are yeah. in a state where they have to, st- their natural state is struggling to understand. Right, right. So they don't know anything different. Once, right. you, once you get to a point, and most adults get to a point where they understand most things they need to understand, and then we just sort of stop learning because learning is hard. Yeah. But if we could, if we could activate a little bit more of that neuroplasticity, have a little bit more of that easier time, make a little bit more of those fuzzy connections that we used to make. Would we stick with things more than we stick with them now? I'm into it, man. I, the American way just uh, shocked my brain into making everything easy. Can we you know? please just shock my brain into making everything easy? I'm willing to let to you shock my brain. What do you want me to I'll, Want me to French kiss the, the outlet? I'll do it. You want me I'll to do, do it? it. What do you want me to do? You want me to uh, create a steady practice of minimal effort work that's daily and repeatable? No. But I no. will I will allow you to inject me with chemicals. Thank you. Thank you. I don't you know, do I have to download the app and then actually listen to the words of the other uh, language and think? No, 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 no. I'm not doing any of that. I Can don't you please want- shoot a dart into my skull? That places the knowledge in there. And do it when I least expect it, because I'm afraid of darts. 
Yes. Don't do it when I'm not when I'm not expecting. So because number one, I'm afraid of darts, and number two, I want to be able to tell people that I did this myself through hard work. <laughs> if you could hire a team of I don't know eleven or so people, nine to, to eleven sneak, people, <laughs> sneak into maybe maybe drive fast down the road. I don't know. Maybe furiously enter my apartment. I don't know. Maybe find me in my bed when I'm asleep. Resist the urge to join me there because beds are great. Beds are great, but they're not as great as cars. Not as great as cars. And then just then just electrocute me into making everything easy. Electrocute me into easy mode. That's all I want. Electrocute me into easy mode. Where's the, let me tell you, so where's the Game Genie for life? I know the Game Genie yeah. doesn't have the Nintendo seal of quality, but I don't care anymore. I've 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 come around on the Nintendo seal of quality not being worth anything. And, <laughs> well, at and least we've now, made progress. Uh, you know, it's it's dude. The Game is, Genie was literally a device designed because pressing a button was too much. Just, just too much to it press was a just button. Just too much. Come on, just give me electrocute my brain. I don't want to go to the gym. I want to. I want to buy one of those weird 1950s rubber bands that shakes you around. Yeah. I know they. Do, I know they don't th- work. Give me that thing that maybe killed Bruce Lee. I don't know. Just shock me into good abs. I don't care. Shock me into good abs. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think you know as 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 much as we're goofing on this and and kind of dunking on it. Oh my gosh, if I could learn things 13 to 15% easier. Hell yeah. I just, because here's the other thing. Like, yes, this sounds like laziness, but it's also, we've talked about this before. We're the kind of people that like, once a day, I think to myself, there's no way I'll be able to read every book. I can't <laughs> read every book. Yeah. There are too many books. I'm going to- Too many books. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die and I'm only going to have read- point zero 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 one three percent of which all the is books why, which is why anthony has said repeatedly we need to eliminate most of the books and the math that makes me sad about it <laughs> eliminate one of the two make one of them illegal because Just it bums me out all the books it's so depressing not to be able to read them i can't or, wa- i can't read every book i can't watch every movie i can't learn everything but if I knew that I could do it 15% faster, maybe I would be 15% less depressed about it. Probably not. <laughs> but I'd like to know I'm making a little bit more headway. You know what I mean? No, I think the salient point that you, you brought up is that we start out in this world built to absorb and we just lose that capacity. And if there was some technology that allowed us to regain some of that neuroplasticity that allowed our brain to get back to a state that it once was and sort of um make it more receptible to new knowledge and uh you know teach some old dogs some new tricks you know what i'm saying that's what i'm saying teach those old dogs those new tricks teach a cop to be part of a crime family you know what i mean <laughs> yes. teach a cop that there's more than than laws and orders and procedures, there's a family out there waiting, and sometimes being good and being right doesn't mean following the law. Yes. Yes. Shock your brain. Hashtag family. Hashtag family. <laughs> um, anyway, this has been sponsored by The Fast and the Furious Crossroads, starring <laughs> Jeff Canada. Pick it up and, today. Uh, and the Rosetta Stone, evidently. And Rosetta Stone. <laughs> 
It's mostly the Fast and the Furious Crossroads out today for your Xbox One and your PlayStation 4. Mostly stars Jeff Kanata, but I guess Vin Diesel is also there. Also there. Uh, it's nice that they let him be part of my game. Yeah. But I, you know, we all know who's the real star. I'd ask him, I'd ask about- you what he's like to work with, but I know that you won't talk to anybody else on a project. So oh, yes, no, I've been had specific instructions never to look me into the eye or be there when I'm there or mm-hmm. know who I am. Jeff wouldn't come out of his trailer on the video game set until <laughs> in, until he knew that Vin Diesel had come out of his trailer. That's right. Jeff was and always last to set. It was always welcome, Mr. Kanata. Vin was under specific instructions never to un- even know who I was. <laughs> which he still doesn't to this day you're welcome you're welcome everybody and uh speaking of your welcome also thank you everyone for listening yeah. thank you for listening thank you for being a part of this every week uh thank you for supporting the show uh you know i'm gonna this is you know where i where i where i plug the patreon again patreon.com slash we have concerns but you know i will say we understand that money is weird right now Money's always oh, super weird. weird. It's super weird. It's all floppy and it's gross oh, no, and it's mean. covered in germs. And then <laughs> no, some yeah, of it is that. and then some of it is like is like tiny and and hard and will hurt you if you whip it at somebody. So yeah. what's weird? That's weird. Money's it's weird. weird. Money's weird. Do you know what? Do you know what's like super weird about money, Jeff? What? Is like if we all just agreed that like money was worthless, it would be worthless. That is super weird. Whoa! The other thing that it, it I've would, been wearing my money. trans my transcranial <laughs> stimulator, and now I'm just I'm thinking way outside the box. <laughs> the other thing that's weird about money is if literally if every single person that listened to this just gave us one dollar every month, we would never have to worry about money again. <laughs> um, yeah, we know that money is weird. We know that money is tough right now. Uh, we will let you know, like, hey, there are things at the bottom level of this Patreon. For a buck a month, you get access to the Discord. You get to hang out with all the other concerned citizens. And it's a fun place to hang out. It's really wonderful. Uh, and it does help keep, even a dollar helps keep the show going. But, definitely, you know, if if money is super weird and super tight right now and you don't have any, we get that too. We get uh, it. Share an episode. Tell a friend about the show. You know, there's a little there's a little button if you listen to a, an episode on the We Have Concerns website that says to to recast. If you find a if you find a chunk that you love, hit that button and share that chunk with people. You know, yeah. let people know that the show's great. And sure then chunks. this uh, podcasting is just a pyramid scheme. We need you to join this Ponzi scheme and do yeah. it real and do it right. Can okay? you just share some chunks? Share chunks. Hey, everybody, share chunks. We'll see you next week. 